Welcome to the Sober Gay Guy Podcast. My name is TJ and I have no idea what's going on, but I do know that I'm doing my best and that I'm feeling it all along the way. Join me and my friends and listen in on our sometimes serious, but most of the time ridiculous take on life and how we're trying to figure it all out along the way. Join me and my guests as we talk about addiction and recovery, our family, our kids, uh, sometimes our other friends and the jerks on the road that we really want to just run over with our cars. We'll laugh. Sometimes we'll cry. Most of the time it's just going to be fun. So pull up a chair, pour yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a cold bubble water and join us and join in on the fun. We're glad you're here. We're all important. I hit record. Ow. Me? Yeah, I'm going to have to go to a doctor and have it looked at at some point. Not that I really want to. Are you taking glucosamine chondroitin? You know, the last time that I tried to take any kind of vitamins or anything anytime before you know my abdominal intestinal <coughs> surgery anytime I would try and take those things I would just end up in the hospital with some flare-up so I haven't taken any of those medications since I had my intestines removed but I should really try but I think it's beyond that everybody I know who takes it has said it made a significant difference I do think I'm beyond that though I think I need to start taking it but I'm also trying not to be up I'm old and my hip hurts I'm trying not to be, you know, drama queen. Are we but recording already? Oh, yeah. I'd like to. Oh, good. Just a little repartee. <laughs> it's just a thing. It's just, just a, a little thing banter. Yeah. So, um, here we are. <laughs> you know, I haven't recorded an episode in several weeks. Truth be told, um, truth be told, because I've kind of been going through some stuff. The last time, yeah, this is going to be episode 10. Oh, wow. The last time I recorded something, it was um, it was a blog post reading, and that was episode 9, and it was a blog post reading. Dolly Parton was my girlfriend, and um, I record blog post readings as filler when I don't have any guests or when I don't have a lot of things that I want to talk about, and I had taken a few weeks off when after I had read, after I had a, a um, an episode when I talked about shame and I was going through something before that. And you and I, right before, when we were having dinner, I had discussed how I've been going through kind of a, a change in how I feel about my mm -hmm. approach towards life and how I feel don't really care about what a lot of people think about me lately and how it has to do with me not drinking so much anymore but I've been I've been depressed a lot lately and that hasn't made me want to engage with a lot of people and it certainly hasn't made me want to engage with the community but at the same time it's made me really want to talk to the community but we talked probably what was it a month and a half two maybe two months ago how I really did want to have, oh, every, uh, by the way, everybody, welcome to episode nine. 
I'm sorry, ten. episode 10. And today we're sitting ten, down ten, with ten. my best friend, Lisa <laughs> Nadel. Hello. And um, I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to cry a lot probably in this episode. Don't cry. I don't feel like crying. Okay, well, I can't help myself. So I won't be outwardly flubbery crying, but there's going to be a lot of silent moments in my crying in this because I... I feel like I have to fill awkward silences and I don't like that. So I'm going to try not to, but I'm also going to not try not to. Okay. (laughs) Because... (laughs) Mm -hmm. Lisa and I don't have a complicated relationship, but... Lisa and I had a complicated moment in time when I was at the height, probably definitely one of the heights. Well, you know what? It was probably the it definitely was the beginning of what became an incredibly unhealthy, the most unhealthy moment in my in my addiction. Mm hmm. It was the beginning of my heaviest of my drinking, and it was the beginning of my reemergence of my drug use. I would call that your descent into rock oh. bottom. It was absolutely the descent into my rock bottom, and which I was completely unaware of. And Lisa was unaware of it because we you're were. A good hider. I'm a good hider, and and a good ghoster. And when Real I, good ghoster. Right. And um, I now know that one of my toxic traits, well, it continues to be one of my toxic traits, and I'm working on it. I've gotten really, be- I'm gotten really good at not doing it, though. Um, but then one of my toxic traits, when I couldn't face something or when I was ashamed of something, when I was afraid of something or when I knew that there was somebody in my life who could read me, mm-hmm. I would avoid them. Yeah. And that was you. Oh, yeah. 100%. So Lisa and I did a lot of, well, we worked together. I mean, we had a every business damn together day. every damn day for a few years, a number of years, but uh, definitely. Like seven years? Yeah. And How I didn't know is beyond me. I really am obtuse. Well. <laughs> really. Am I that disconnected or like blind? No, I believe I was that good at it. You, yes. There were, you know what though, in retrospect, looking back at several of our meetings with people and things that were going on and you were sweating profusely and I couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong with you. And you were just like all over the board and you were like, you were doing your frenetic thing where you just like, you move really fast and you knock things over and you're just, that, remember how I used to always call you the bull in the china shop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were completely the bull in the china shop. Yeah. And you were just like 90 miles an hour and you were sweating. And I was like, is he sick? Like, what's wrong with him? Well, 60% of the time, I was so hung over. And that, again, and you know what? You always had gum mm-hmm. and... To cover up the I smell never, of I the mean, breath. I never smelled it. I never noticed any type of odor or alcohol or anything like Mm -hmm. I I never but I like the times that I would say I could see your mania with it was when we would drink together though 
Mm. And it would be one bottle, two bottles, three bottles. And I'm like, Jesus, I don't think I drank two bottles of wine. I'm okay. And you're just like, ah, and like, you know, you're very effervescent self. Yeah. But I always know when you would like just step over the, when you, when you stepped off the precipice. Yeah. And then it was, and right. you were just I would certainly do hammered. a deep dive. And it would go, you know, I, I would go in waves. Mm-hmm. I would go in waves where I would see that I was getting really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And I would catch myself. Well, Dwayne was really good at, he, there were times where Dwayne was really good at, he wouldn't call me out on it, but I would see it in his eyes that he would get, be getting sick of it. But I hid it from him a lot, too. Yeah. Obviously. Probably I mean, I as well with as you hid it from me. Right. Well, I, I also wasn't hiding it from a lot of people as well as I thought it, I thought I was. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe that more, the, most of the reason why I want to sit down and have a talk with you today or tonight because it's 7.43 in the evening on a Wednesday. Or on a, is it Thursday? On a, on a Thursday. Thursday. Oh, my God, it's Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. Okay, I, I lost a day. <clears throat> um, it's because it's really important for my accountability. Mm-hmm. Turn it right back to me, but I mostly want this to be about you. It's because it's really important for my accountability and for other people who are going through this, for other addicts and alcoholics, it's so important for me to, and I apologized mm-hmm. early on, mm-hmm. um, but it's really important for me to talk about how much pain I caused you. Because, and this is, this is where the first amount of emotion is going to start here for me. <laughs> and one of the things that really was just a gleaming and glaring sign to me that I really needed to stop and that I was breaking the hearts of people that I loved was when your dad died, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, and as a backstory for the people, anybody who, who's listening here, um, da- Lisa's dad suffered um, with metastatic prostate cancer for many years, and Lisa and I have been best friends for so long. And I held Lisa's hand, and we we were together for so long while he suffered through that. And um, in the end, I deserted Lisa, and bless you, Winnie. <laughs> and when Lisa's dad died, um, you know, I am a member. I'm a member of Lisa's family. Yeah, for sure. And my mom calls you her son. Yeah, and by all rights, not all rights, but I should have been there at the funeral. It was very, uh, I will say it was very disappointing for all of us. Yeah, and I wasn't there. And Last minute. And it was, you were coming to help with the funeral right. and the memorial service and all of that. And, and I knew you were in Rockford, which was the hard part. And then you went to the Midway Village uh, craft show or whatever that farmer's daughter thing yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Rockford people, that I'm not getting the name right. Um, and then you're like, "Oh, I have a headache. I can't." And I'm like, "You've been there all day, and drinking because I did know you were drinking." 
and I'm like he's he's wasted like he can't come because he's wasted and I was so I was mad at you and I was moreover I was disappointed because my mom needed you too like we needed you to be there to like hold hands and help us navigate all the stuff that we were dealing with and the event that day and my father's memorial service and I mean obviously my family was there and my husband was there and, and but there were a lot of people there and everybody kept asking me where's TJ yeah why isn't he here right. and I just kind of brushed it off I didn't say anything but it was it was one of those moments where I'm like okay my you know my best friends from high school were there and people that I don't get to see very often and so many people came and it, and it was so touching all the people that came and it was so wonderful but it was so hard that you weren't there right because you were someone that my father loved too yeah and backstory TJ and I would go out there and like have lunch with my parents and visit and you know if we were working out you know in St. Charles or something you know we'd make the drive out to Rockford or whatever and I don't know it just it was kind of a slap in the face right it was and you know obviously I've completely forgiven you and probably did the next day just because I'm super non-confrontational as it is and if if you're someone I love then I'm just gonna forgive you because that's just how I am but there's probably not that many people on this planet that I would actually let get away with that so no consider yourself fortunate that I didn't punch you in the face I punched myself in the face a lot mm -hmm. that was one of the one of the defining moments in my alcoholism it was one of the moments where I stepped out of my self. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, it remains one of the hash marks mm -hmm. on my headboard, as it were. I get it. Like, yeah. you don't have many more of these mo disappointing moments left before people start writing you off. Right. You have to pull it together. You've got to figure this life out. For sure. You've got to figure it out. Because I, I remember feeling like, I remember feeling to myself, this is it. With You can't. So you can't. Did you think I was going to leave you after that and walk no, away from you? No, I didn't think that you were going to leave me after that. But I did think to myself, well, I did think to myself, this is the biggest because I lied to you. Mm -hmm. And I remember, well, there's no, I mean, it's not remembering. I mean, I told myself that day, you can't ever, this can't happen ever again. I mean, I, it couldn't ever happen again because you only had one dad. Right. But there can't ever be another lie of this caliber ever again. And what you've just done is treacherous. You've just lied to your best friend at your best friend's dad funeral. Well, that's some may say unforgivable. That's unforgivable. That's t 
that's terrible. But I forgive. Right, so you forgave me, mm -hmm. but that's horrible. That's also illness, disease, sickness, and human, because we're all imperfect. And I truly believe that. And I think, you know, you and I both know very well from church and all of that, too, because we could go to church together. Yeah. Although not recently. Sorry, Jonathan. We'll be there soon. Um, yes. I shouldn't giggle about that, but it's true. It's true. Mm. Um, church politics kind of suck, too. Mm. But um, I think you and I also created a foundation in spirit of, I don't know how to put it, like in, in Christ in, in a way, even though... I don't think we're like Bible thumpers per se, and that's probably not a nice thing to say, so forgive me again. Um, I don't think we're overtly religious, no. but I also was youth director of the church for eight years, and I feel like you were a big part of that too. Like you came on board with me, you were with the kids, so I'm digressing, but I feel like our foundation was not only friendship, but spiritual. Yeah. And, and we shared that shared feeling about God and religion and church and a higher level of acceptance. So in that, I had to find it in myself, being what I believe is a good Christian, to say, I forgive you. Yeah. And obviously, my family forgives you. They all love you and, you know, care about you. And, you know, they only want the best for you, too. So and I'm sure that my father forgives you. Although he probably would have been like, ah, it was just my funeral. It doesn't matter. I'm dead anyway. So and that's my dad. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, it was, it was definitely a suck moment in our relationship and a bad day. Um, but we've had so many other good days that, you know, the pluses outweigh the minuses most of the time. So. And we're in, it's a. And we're in a better place. Right. It's a, certainly a. You know, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a different place now. I mean, obviously. Completely. Yeah. You're um, not as spazzy as you were. Remember mm -hmm. when you cut your finger off at the birthday? Uh, it wasn't a birthday. It wasn't a birthday? That was a no. youth group Oh, God, party. it was youth group. <laughs> and I showed up oh a couple God. glasses of wine in because you said you can't drink at the youth group party. And I was like, well, I should probably fit a couple glasses in. No, we could have. We just weren't like heavy drinking. No, it was, it was no. casual. But I because the kids were all older. But I fit some in beforehand because I didn't want to be like to chop your finger off and have yeah. to go to the ER. Uh huh. I mean, I still have the scar. Super fun. The kids were standing around me when I did it. With that knife, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Like, you're going way too fast." Was I slicing tomatoes? Tomatoes. Slicing tomatoes, and one of the girls was standing behind me, and. I grabbed my finger and, and she looked at me. And blood shot up towards the ceiling. Yeah, and she looked at me and was and just went, oh, who was that? I can't remember. She probably remembers. Was it Ellie? Uh, I, it might have been. And she just looked at me because she was watching me cut the tomatoes. And she just looked at me and went, oh, my God. Did you just cut the tip of your finger off? And I was like, I, I think I did. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll go get Lisa. Yeah, please go get Lisa. <laughs> now, speaking of the church, um, you see all the red in these minds. That means we're going above the thing. It doesn't matter. It sounds nice and clear anyway. Uh, speaking oh. speaking of the church, you know, um, um, Lisa and I worked together at the church for a, a number of years. Uh, I was the church sexton, meaning I kind of did maintenance over there. 
dug graves. Uh, I did dig a lot of graves. I was the sexton first, and then I handed it over to you. Yeah, and I dug a lot of graves, and sure we did. did the we did that together. The cleaning and yeah. We dug my dad. We uh, absolutely. And it's not actual graves, by the way. It's no. cremains, <laughs> so it's a it's a it's a ashes. And I took a lot of garden. Um, I didn't take care. Yeah, I mean, it's not like pride is the wrong word. Well, it's kind of like honor. Yeah, you know? I mean, I did a lot of praying when I was digging those graves, and it was a very spiritual mm -hmm. moment when you were digging it those is, holes because you knew it was the la final resting place of these bodies. And these wonderful people. And there's going to be people that were coming and visiting those. It was a very emotional moment. But mm -hmm. um, speaking speaking of the church, um, I. I believe that without the church and working there, that I would have gone downhill and been much, much worse without it. And probably much faster. Much quicker. It kept me in line. It che I checked myself because of every Sunday, well, Wednesdays and Sundays, and yeah. um, with the church kept me, it kept me clean in a way because I, I had to be there mm -hmm. every Sunday. Mm-hmm. There were some Sundays where, I mean, I was gagging sitting in the pew. And you still brought those donuts. Still brought those donuts. And, um, but there were days where I felt like such a, a liar. Yeah, church can do that to yeah, you. Such a fraud. But, you know, that's the one place where you're able to bring your true self and, yeah. and show your true self to God and, and ask for forgiveness. And right. I mean, for people who don't believe, then there's probably something else that maybe they believe in that gives them that accountability. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I'm a person who's mindful of God, source, spirit, whatever you want to call it, every day. And I catch myself a lot if I'm, you know, driving and I have one of my bouts of road rage with somebody mm. and I start to say terrible things about them or their parents and uh, <laughs> I immediately apologize. I'm all sorry. I didn't mean that. It just came out. And then somewhere in the back of my head I heard, yes, you did, you idiot. You know you meant that. I always think to myself, they must be going through something. Maybe they're in an emergency situation. They're on the way to or something terrible. Or they're just me or, first and, yeah. you know suck people they don't care some people suck yeah and that's right. just the way it is yeah but yeah I, I mean but I think that was also interestingly enough because our history has been very long and storied I think that was a really um, important binding thing for us like mm -hmm. I think it it bound us together even more than we were before I agree it brought us it well, I mean we were closer. closer together yeah for sure we had to be closer. We worked much more together in a different environment. Yeah, it was much fun. Environment. It was, and it was fun too. Yeah, we worked with good people. I enjoyed that. Um. So, when we talked about a month or two ago about you know us at some point sitting down and having this talk and mm -hmm. putting it on the podcast, we thought or did I say that you thought it would be into. I thought it would be interesting, or did you say you thought it would be interesting if you asked me questions? I can't remember. I, I can't remember either. <laughs> what else is new? But I know, right? I'm interested in whether or not you have questions 
You know, there are times when I think about that because when you started this podcast and everything and, and I've listened to them. And, and now you can't remember any of my questions. Now I can't remember any of my questions, but that's just because that's my brain. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I've even thought like about like, what would I say? Like if we're, we're doing this and, and what would I think? We didn't plan on really doing this tonight. No, this was kind of impromptu. I carry around my equipment. But it's fun. Um, you know, I feel like it's so weird because I feel like we've covered so much just personally yeah. and alone in our conversations that like now. I'm a two and a quarter year sober. Yeah. Which I'm so proud of you for. And the day, because I didn't tell you I was quitting. Mm -mm. I didn't tell you I was, I mean, I didn't know I was quitting in July of 2020. But you called me right it was after like, it happened. I did. I called you a, a bad couple. day. You called me right after the bad day. Right. With Jay Bear. Because I remember, and, sorry if I keep bumping my microphone and with you my whiskers. Started, you started to tell me. And then I don't know if something happened or you had to Jay Bear is Jonah. Home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jonah's Jay Bear. Um, and you started to tell me. And then for some reason, you said, I have more I have to tell you, but I can't do it right now or whatever. And I was like, okay. It was That's still like very... telling somebody a cliffhanger and then like not telling the actual ending. It was terrible. Because and I I'm still not haven't... one who doesn't deal well with that. And I ha still haven't discussed the whole story on my podcast. Oh, well. Or have day. I? I don't know. That's mm -mm. that's pretty. Yeah, it's a. There was a lot of intenseness. It was very intense. There with that. Yeah. Um. But you, you owned up to it with me, and at some point you did finish the story, and we've talked about it many times since then in different aspects of it, and even different realizations that you've had. And I believe I remember light. in that same conversation, apologizing to you. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. And confessing a lot of things to you. Yeah, but it wasn't until it wasn't until after that that we sat down and you really laid out the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the real dirty, deep secrets, and like all of the, like the Christmas party and mm. all of that, where I was just like, what? Like, I, how did I not see this? <laughs> So well, where am I? Like, why do I not know any of this? How did I not notice or, or like figure out that there was something wrong with my best friend? And, and then I think, wait, I am going to say this. And then I think about all the times we were in the damn car and you drove like a maniac mm. because we were going out to Wheaton or wherever we were going, St. Yeah. Charles or I don't know, wherever we were going. And couple of times Avery was in the car and I remember coming home and Avery being like I love the way TJ drives I want to drive just like him and I'm like oh the hell you do <laughs> like there is no way you are ever going to drive like TJ drives and you know I mean not for nothing drunk or sober whatever you were thank God I mean you you handled it masterfully and I've thought about that because we talked about that recently and in those occasions I was never high Right. Um, but I was certainly on my way to becoming. Mm -hmm. I was, I had somewhere to be. Right. And that, you know. And it was a get in, get out kind of I situation. Be, so you could get so back. So I could get to it. To get to it. And that was one of my biggest realizations when I quit. I mean, you know, several, several weeks after I quit um, drinking and, you know, ingesting a lot of drugs. 
mm-hmm. I realized that one of the reasons why I was so crabby and angry and uh, oh, antsy yeah, yeah. all the time was because everything was always in my way. Yeah. If I couldn't get home or if I wasn't on the road at a certain time and if something was snaring yeah. my arrival and I couldn't pour my wine or if I couldn't drink or if I couldn't, you know, do something. Right. I was going to be pissed. Yeah. If I couldn't get high or if I couldn't drink or if I couldn't get drunk. So all of those times that you had to get home for Jonah to get off the bus, was mm-hmm. he actually getting off the bus? I mean, he was. was but your, were you fibbing about the time? No, he was actually getting off the bus. But more importantly, I was getting, I was drinking before he was getting off the bus. Right. But I mean, I wasn't, I, I of course was concerned about Jonah getting off the bus, but there was always somebody that was going to be available to get him off the bus if I couldn't be there. Right. But what mattered more was me getting home to the wine. Right. Or me getting to Trader Joe's. Right. To buy the bottles of wine because there was none left at home. Did anybody at Trader Joe's ever say, Jesus, TJ, you go through a lot of wine? No. Nobody ever said anything. That's interesting. Right, because I literally... I mean, you were there every single day. Every day. Now, you were probably buying groceries, too, but... Oh, I mean, that's... Right, I, I would always kind of say... I camouflage it with a little food. Yeah, I would always say that I have... I did European shopping. I would oh, yeah. buy the food that I needed for the day. Right. But that's because I needed wine every day. Right. I wouldn't buy a case of wine for a week. Right. Because you'd drink it all in one I would drink it night. all in one damn night. Mm-hmm. So I would go to the grocery store and I would buy all the food for a meal for a day. And in addition to the food for a meal, I would buy three bottles of wine and every four days a bottle of vodka or Oof. every three days a bottle of vodka. Oof. So I'd finish three bottles of wine and I'd start a bottle of vodka a that night. That makes my stomach hurt. And then the next day I'd buy three bottles of wine and I'd finish a bottle of vodka. Oh my God. And then babe. the next day I'd buy three more bottles of wine and I'd buy another bottle of vodka or I would start a bottle of whiskey. How did your liver not jump out of your body and go screaming down the street? I mean... I mean, seriously. I was recently in the hospital for kidney problems. Well, I know. I mean, there's been a lot of was things going on. Was it kidney problems on. or liver problems? You I weren't mean, jaundiced, my, were you? My liver's been doing okay so far. Have you done a liver cleanse? <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> when you go through kidney... No, like an actual... Kind of kidney failure. Like an actual, you know, the herbal liver cleanse thing. Yeah, I did that. Okay. I did that. After, not or after, during, no. during, yeah. yeah. I mean, when you when you quit drinking, you kind of go through a big cleanse. Yeah, you really do. I Did mean, you have the DTs, the detox like shakes and the um, I like the real bad stuff. I didn't. Um, I didn't really. No, because I really didn't see you in that time frame after so here's the here's that was like summer and yeah just always something going on and I was working and it's surprising to me that I didn't really um something strange that would happen to me often <laughs> it's like every six months or a year I would end up in the hospital for one ailment or another yeah and every time I would end up in the hospital Inevitably, they couldn't figure out why my temperature wouldn't go down with whatever infection it was I would have. Right. And I knew why my temperature wouldn't go down. On day two, I would be going through DTs, and my temperature would be up at 102, and I'd be going through cold sweats. And they'd be like, well, doctor, we can't figure out why. He's on his third bag of um, IV fluid fluid and IV antibiotics. 
and his blood is showing that he doesn't have an infection anymore, but he still has these this temperatures and fevers and cold sweats. And I'm going, I don't have an infection. I'm going through withdrawals, yeah. but I wasn't going to say anything. Sure. Okay. Well, that would make sense. So when I quit drinking, um, I mean, on January, on July 4th, I didn't quit drinking. I quit, I quit drinking on, on July 10th. Right. Um, and on July 11th, I didn't go through on July 11th, on July 12th, and on July 13th, I didn't go through anything. Probably because you were still drunk. For, I was awake for 48 hours, and yeah. I think that because I was oh. awake for so many days, and I kind of drank so much water, and I just, well, and you I were, don't know what I did to prevent it from happening, but I was also very high. I put a lot of things in my body. Oh, did you? Oh, well, yeah, because it was your last rock kind of a thing. On the 9th and 10th. I put a lot into my body until... I'm surprised you didn't check yourself in somewhere. I would have if I would have thought that I couldn't stop. But I... But from how the did you know you were going to be able to stop? I didn't. Luckily, I did. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was counseled. My God, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I know, that <laughs> was a good one. right into the Giordano's pizza right there. I wasn't sure that I would be able to. I was counseled that if I didn't think that I could, that I should be aware that there was the opportunity, that I should take advantage of the opportunity, that I should walk in somewhere. Yeah. And I was ready to do so. Yeah. But um, I was so ready, though. You know, I mean, you were also on, on like an adrenaline kind of a rush. The circumstances of my quitting were so emotionally over. Right. Were, I was so emotionally wrought. And it was such a serious emotional situation for me. Yeah. And I really was done, though, Lise. I mean, it was, I, enough was enough. Right. I mean, I didn't want to, and I've recounted it so many times in all of my episodes, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to go through so many times of quitting like my dad did. I just yeah. didn't want to go over, I didn't want to do it over and over and over again. I just, I mean, I had, re I had gone through all of my bad behavior in my head so many times, I just, that anxiety is terrible. I was finished too. with it. Yeah. It was just, I can't, I don't understand how obsessive liars can continue to be obsessive liars. Because it's a disease. I, I can't understand how people, I, I, I'm not that person. I mean, you know, I can't, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I couldn't live well, like you were that. Tired. Any, I was very, very tired. Yeah. And when I say it was like Groundhog Day, the movie, it right. was Groundhog Day in the movie. Mm -hmm. I would wake up in the morning, I would open my eyes, and I would think, well, I didn't die in my sleep. <laughs> well, that's a good I thing. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Well, those drugs didn't kill me. Jeez. With, mixed in with the alcohol. Oh, my God. You know, and then Whitney Houston died. Yeah. And uh, then that started to play in my head when I found out how she died. I mean... Well, and then her daughter died, too. Of essentially the same, same thing. thing. And do you know, I'm going to flub this. Was it fentanyl? No, it was cocaine. Oh, cocaine. Rick James says cocaine's a bad drug. She, <laughs> you know, she was drunk and she had cocaine in her. And if I'm wrong, I hope that the listeners tell me about this. But she had done so much cocaine and her body, and then she got into a hot bath. bath and the chemical reaction 
in her body from the cocaine in the hot baths sent her into cardiac arrest. Did she have alcohol in her too or no? Yes. Okay. So, and that is what happened, like the chemical reaction, her body was in such a stasis from the cocaine. Right, and she's such the, a tiny the person. The hot water, when her body reacted with the hot water because of the cocaine, and there's, I mean, it's documented that this happens to people that have cocaine mm -hmm. in their system mm -hmm. when they get into a hot shower. Mm. That this is what happened. They go into cardiac arrest and they die. God. That's why. That's terrible. That's why when she died, I mean, there's something about there wasn't immediate signs that she had inhaled the water when she, she kind of just went into cardiac arrest and floated down into the water. She didn't, Slipped under. She didn't inhale the water and drown by <gasps> inhale. She just went under the water and the water went into her lungs. And she died of cardiac arrest before she died of drowning. So when I would have a binge night. You know there's no D in that, right? Drowning. Uh, drowning. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. I think it's funny. Drowned. Drowning. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> drowning. I appreciate I can't it. Now I'll never, I'll never say it again. So sorry. Drowning. I feel terrible now. Don't. Um, so, when I would have a, a night of binging, a whole night of binging. Is this like a random Tuesday night you'd do this? Sure. At home. No, it wasn't. Sometimes it would be. Were at you home. with other people? I would be with other people. Were Sometimes there particular it would be... people that were? Not necessarily More particular. Druggy than others that you hung out with? Not necessarily. That I clearly did not know? Not, no, not necessarily. Um, but. Not looking for names, by the way. I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't intimate anybody um, with myself because there were plenty of those nights. And in order to tr even try to maybe rest, I would always want to clean myself up by taking a shower. Mm hmm. And I would think. Well, it can't be a hot shower because you don't want to turn on like Whitney Houston. Yeah. And I would like get into a lukewarm shower one leg slowly at a time Ugh. and then like one arm. Oh, that's terrible. And then like maybe <laughs> try and gently kind of get into... shocked you a little bit too. No, because I was so afraid. And so then I'd slowly warm the water up uh -huh. and just be very like <laughs> be on high high, uh -huh. high mm -hmm. alert yeah. to shower myself and get in and get out as quickly as I could. So I could just be clean to try and rest. Well, then of course I would never rest because I'd be so, you can't rest after a night of doing all those things. No, no. And I can't even fathom like that being a Tuesday night. I'm so old. <laughs> it doesn't matter how old you are when you're Having fun with all of that stuff. I know, but you By know By the way, what? we're talking about cocaine, people, if right. you haven't figured that out. And that was something that, you know, in my 20s. Well, actually, some in college, not a lot. And then in my 20s. But, you know, I remember Len Bias, that basketball player. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this isn't somebody you went to college no, with. No, no, no. <laughs> no, he was, a, he was a basketball player. And he did cocaine for the, like, I think it was the first time or something like that. And they said, if you do coke, you know, the first time you do coke, you either live or die. And he died. And he died. Oh, my God. He was like a young kid, star basketball player. Well, there you go, kids. And, and so that thought in my mind has always kind of been there where I don't know if it's actually true or if it was like a scare tactic kind of a thing. But when they said, you know, oh, well, you know, first time you do cocaine, you live or die. I'm like, why the hell would I have ever done that in the first place? Yeah. And I mean, it's a, you know. That's how I felt about heroin. But 
Which I've never done. I'm, God, no, I'd be like the worst drug addict on the planet because I can't handle needles at all. Oh. I'm such a baby. Yeah, I would never do, it would never even do heroin. And I just like the thought of that. I, I just, like the thought of it just never, I don't know. It never was something that appealed to me or made me think that I could do something like that, like heroin or PCP or any of that. Well, I never thought that I ever wanted to do it. But Coke just was like a party drug. Have fun with it. Right. I also never thought that I would be doing it at a Christmas party in my own home. And I did. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Often. Yeah. Which and is felt just, like a, f and just, and care and carried it around. But you feel like around. you can rule the world yeah. when you're on it. Like you feel like you're like, I'm the smartest person. I have million dollar ideas every five seconds and I'm definitely gonna, you know, rule the world. And nobody will ever catch me and, and it'll be all yeah. right. And, and, you know, I mean, but that's like the stupidity and, and the hubris of Driving in a car with drugs. it down the street, going to a restaurant with it in your pocket. Oh, my God. Taking a knife from the table at a restaurant and going into the bathroom stall. Shut the front door. Yes. Just the, the thoughtlessness. Winston. The thought. He's so sweet. The oh, thoughtlessness of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no... But I think that it takes that away. It takes your conscience away. Well, yeah, that's right? what the adrenaline of it does yeah. for you. It, it just robs you of your of The other day we went to, to a grocery store, and then we'll move on to another portion of this story. The other day we went to the store, and we got a case of bubble water, and it was like a black berry. It wasn't even black. Yeah, black it was like cherry. a black... No, it wasn't black cherry. It was like a... A blackberry Winston. bubble water. He's so sweet. He, you're not getting up here, though. Bull and China shot. And um, there, we got three different cases of it, and we opened it up, and I guzzled from the can. And believe me, because I tested it a second can, I took my first sip of this can of bubble water, and it tasted like cocaine. Get out. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. That's weird. Yeah. So you tested it again. Just so I was sure. like, no way. <laughs> so I poured it down the sink. I'm like, I can't finish this can. No, this is triggering to me. I, I even smell it like, does it smell like it? No, it smelled like black berry or whatever it was. I pour, I, and I took another slip. I can't finish this. I cannot finish this can of bubble water. I will not finish this. And I poured it down the sink. Like the next day... I opened up the can and mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, maybe it was just the end of a day and this, he needs a bath. He's maybe it's the end of the day and my taste buds were off or something and I opened up another can and I just was like, oh, here we go. And I took a sip. Nope. Same flavor. Just the weird, Which dirty, musty. It? I couldn't even tell you. I'll have to look it up. I think we bought it at a big box store that is German. That starts with an A. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at by anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'll be sure not drink that ever again. The yeah, boxes, that the might case be a flavor purple. you stay away from. Yeah, it's a flavor that I'll stay away from. So. How weird. Yeah. It was very, very strange. But um, anyway. Uh, we digress. That you don't have any other questions for me that you can remember. I mean, I'm trying You're not to... going to embarrass me with no, any questions. No, but I'm like trying to think like, okay. There was, do you remember the meeting we took? And I can't say names, so you're going to have to remember this. And it was with people in the real estate industry. Mm. And it was you, me, 
a friend. Yeah, I was so hungover. You were sweating profusely. This is what I was talking so... about. And you were talking 90 miles an hour. I was very nervous. You were nervous. And I was very hungover. But I was like, what the is wrong with you? I was very hungover and I was very and unprepared. And I was kind of mad at you when we left because I felt like you just spazzed out and blew it for us. And not that you did because it still came to pass, but... I was very nervous. I was very hungover. I was mostly nervous because... Um, well, here's the truth. The truth is, I was worried that we were going to have to pay for this giant breakfast, of oh. which we did. Yeah, I and, did. Yeah, money was tight. Yeah. And I was, I was gaggy hungover that morning. Ugh. But I wasn't on anything except I was hungover. And just sweating. And um, uh, I mean, the person that we were showing off for, um, I know who it was. That's good. I'm glad you figured it out. Well, I mean, we are friends with one of the other people. And right. she was very kind to get us that meeting. It was very sweet of her. But um, I, had, I did have a feeling that we weren't, that nothing really would come of it. Yeah. But no, I wasn't on anything. But I was very hungover and it was so hot in that restaurant yeah I don't remember what restaurant we were I at. do okay you'll yeah. have to remind me later it was in Western Springs yeah oh yeah 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 um, next to yeah next to Casey's or something like that uh, oh but I remember that I was very disappointed that really nothing came of it yeah but you know what it wasn't meant to be I think I think that there were a lot of things that we did really, really well. Oh, uh, well, and I mean, we've already kind of talked about a lot of this stuff, but I mean, there were like a lot of moments when we were doing jobs that you just mm. would just cut out like 75% of the way through the job. And yeah. then you're just like, F it, I'm done. You're taking over, I'm not doing anything, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have to take over, you're not doing anything. And I used to get so frustrated with you. And then I'd call you and your damn phone would be disconnected because you didn't pay your bill. Mm -hmm. That, my friend, yeah. was the thing that made me the most angry. Yeah. Because that was our business phone number. Yeah. And you screwed us on that one big time. Yeah. Well, you know where my money was going. Oh, well, I do now. Mm -hmm. But back then, I was like, I don't understand how we just got paid and you know we've had this great client and we've made you know we've we've made money and and rightly so we did good work and you can't pay your phone bill yeah what the f is wrong with you yeah and i'd sit and i'd go through budgets with you and we'd like figure out money and all this stuff and i just never could like wrap my arms around where's your money going yeah i was spending it on i would budget out a certain dollar amount and if i didn't hit that dollar amount then i would sacrifice certain things in order to have like your phone bill a certain dollar amount so that i knew because i knew how much money i would need in order to have oh my god my 24 25 bottles of wine a week and then other stuff for those of you that cannot see me, my mouth is hanging open right now because I cannot even fathom 24 bottles of wine a week. <laughs> well, that was just from home. That was just at home. I that, know. That didn't include you and going me out. Going out and, and drinking or having a cocktail here and there. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And I, you know, I sit back often and 
you know, I mean, this is just, now we're just boring the people that are listening. I know. And I sit back often and I do think, and I did, I have never done the math and I won't even try to do the math, but it's mind boggling. But it is mind boggling. And I'm just, I'm not, and I'm, I'm a minor case to me of somebody who has a, of an alcoholic. Oh yeah. And I've, and I had a serious drinking, I mean, I had a serious drinking problem and I drank like that for minimum six, seven years. So, I mean, I was a good 10 years of me drinking heavily, but I drank like that for seven, about seven years. What was the impetus? So this, I think, is a good question, and I'm sure it's been asked to you and you've probably already talked about it. What was the impetus to start drinking and doing drugs that heavily? Mm. Was there a tipping point for you that said, you know what, you can't deal with life anymore, or mm. something in your life changed, or something happened that made you just start chug-a-lug? Mm, no. Or was it a gradual incline? It was gradual, and I think about that, I have thought about that often. It was gradual, um, and you know I've said it to uh, dozens of people since. And if you haven't heard it, then here's the first time you are. Alcoholism is a progressive disease. Yeah. It doesn't stay stagnant. Static. Yeah. Or static. Thank you. Either way. Um, it doesn't stay static. It only gets worse. So. Um, and I'm not throwing shade here. So anybody who says, um, or who wonders whether or not they can, if they're, if they're concerned whether or not they have a drinking problem and they can say, I'll just cut vodka out and I'll just drink beer or I'll cut wine out and I'll just drink beer or I'll cut beer out and I'll just drink wine. I mean, I did all of those things too. But you're just drinking. Right. But wondering whether or not cutting out or cutting back is the solution it isn't a solution mm -mm. because if you're cutting out wine or vodka and just drinking beer well you'll make up excuses to just drink more beer or at different times of the day or you'll hide it or you'll start keeping secrets or you'll lie to yourself or if you're cutting out wine and beer and vodka and still drinking pot or still smoking pot if you have some reason why you are addicted to something I mean now there's pain relief that is something totally different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I believe, you know, there's a whole, I'm not even going to get into all of that because that's a total that's a different, different ball, of wax. ball game. Ball of wax. But so it's, it was very gradual for me. And, you know, I believe that I always had the, you know, the, it's not chromosomes, but I, I believe that it's, I was genetically, genetically predisposed. predisposed to alcoholism. Yeah. Well, it's in your family and they say it's a familial yeah, trait. Yeah, right. I didn't sit around waiting for it to happen. I went to Alateen. I mean, when I was in sixth grade, I went to my first Alateen meeting because my father was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. My father wasn't, my father wasn't, my father was a bad alcoholic. Was he like raging? My father was a very bad alcoholic. And there were moments in my, his life where he was a raging alcoholic. Wow. He was a scary alcoholic and he felt very bad about it. It ruined a lot of things for my dad, but and he, never he suffered through it. He did stop. My dad was forced to stop drinking. My dad, I, my dad missed my brother's wedding because he was in rehab. Oh, he was forced to go to it so that he didn't lose his job. But he went to rehab. His job, Caterpillar, put him through rehab for the last time. Got you again, and said, "If if you don't go, yeah, you're losing your job." But my dad had a 
beautiful pension. And he, and he said, but it's my son's wedding. And they said, it's go or lose your job. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the choice. Right. My dad tried many times and that was the last time and it worked. It stuck. It stuck. So unfortunately, un, right. But my dad, I believe, regretted all of the times that he drank it and quit drinking and it didn't stick for the rest of his life. Sure. I always say I started drinking because I enjoyed having fun. I am a good time, Charlie. Yes, you I are. loved going to the bars. Oh, yeah. I loved dancing at the nightclubs, mm-hmm. the gay scene, the gay bars, mm-hmm. the nightclubs. I was that shirtless hot guy standing on the club on, at the nightclubs. Of course you were. Having a blast. You dirty bitch. Love life. Mm-hmm. Slept around. I mean, <laughs> loose Larry. Jonah, cover your ears. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, listen. But I was that. I was that Which, I mean, fit hot guy. Here's the thing, though. Jumping around from bed to bed. You also lived the life. Very lucky that nothing else bad happened to oh, you. I say that too, too. I'm, that I'm not HIV positive is a miracle. Yeah. But I was also careful. I, there were times where I wasn't careful. But it only takes once, babe. HIV I know, and, and pregnancy. I'm surprised. Only that, takes once. I know. I'm very surprised. So I had a great time. I have had a great life. And You've enjoyed a lot I have of it. Traveled the world. Yes, you have. Have had a wonderful, wonderful life. Yes. And then at some point, when I should have slowed down, I didn't. You sped up. I sped up, because that's that really great life. It didn't continue, right. and I wanted it to, right. and I didn't realize that at some point in your life, you're supposed to put on the brakes. You're supposed to enjoy the finer things in life. Mm-hmm. Things are. Sp- because I missed the boat. I missed the boat and I didn't realize and I didn't see. There's I, supposed to be quality, not quantity to be, exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. So, but that's, that was me. Yeah. I mean, there was other things involved. I mean, it takes two to tango and there's all kinds sure. of things that fell through. But, so there were other reasons why I continued to drink. And then the progressive alcoholism, it just. Was. Was. And then you can't slow down. So right, when I when people would say, how could you drink three bottles of wine? One bottle of wine, that was like drinking a liter of water for me. Mm-hmm. That did nothing. Mm-hmm. One bottle of wine, that Ugh. was not even a buzz. Mm. A six pack of beer, huh, that was two trips to the bathroom. That is all that did to me. Wow. It did nothing to I me. I can't drink beer anymore at all. Well, as I drink Woman a, of a certain age. A, drink a fake beer yeah you know um does that do anything for you not a thing i mean but like it's gross um in your mind though like if you drink a non-alcoholic beer in your mind like i remember being pregnant Mm -hmm. and not being able to drink yeah well not that i wasn't able to drink it just you know it's not recommended um (laughs) i didn't want my kid to come out with a fin on the top of his head so i (laughs) felt like that would be a good call for me it is um but I did, you know, then you go, then you think, okay, well, I can have O'Doul's or, yeah. you know, whatever the non-alcoholic beer of the time was. And um, I think in the mind, it's like like a mind trick a little bit. In the beginning, But I did. wonder what it's like for an alcoholic because it was just for a pregnant lady who couldn't drink beer or anything for that matter. Or wouldn't. Um, it honors the habit and the taste. Does it? Does it trigger anything, though, where you're like, I want more, and I want real? 
Like, is it a bad idea? There was, in the beginning, um, it never did, at times it would. I'd have to be very careful. Yeah. I don't have to anymore. Um, Well, well, I mean, that's a lie. Well. Because you said you were triggered in the grocery store when you were walking up and down the aisle trying to look for non-alcoholic. Yeah, I had to remove myself. Wine or whatever. I had to remove myself from the, I had to go to the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And I will say that again, Mariano's. You shouldn't hide non-alcoholic beverages just be in its own within section. the alcoholic beverages. That yeah. is cruel and unnecessary. Can't they just put it by the mixers or something? They should put it. Well, no, you shouldn't even put it by the mixers. Well, where should put, you put it? Put it by the soda. Oh. <laughs> put it by things that don't have alcohol in it at all. Right. That and would make more sense. Let everybody know that that's where it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's... Don't put it anywhere near alcohol. People that don't want alcoholic beverages right. want alcoholic beverages. Right. And there's so many things like even, you know, the bubble waters and stuff now are alcoholic. And, and you can buy, you know, the You've got to be real careful. Blah, blah, blah. Do you know how many times I've picked up my oh, alcohol-free Heineken? And you're like, oh. Because it tastes so good. Mm-hmm. And actually take a guzzle of it and look at the bottle like, is this real? This is real Heineken, isn't it? Oh, it's a 0.0. Thank God. That was close. Yeah. But does it trigger me anymore? Um, Drinking it, you know, I think more than anything, drinking a fake, it's just for the camaraderie of it. The socialness. The socialness of it, yeah. It's it's, This is gross right now. This is gross. The only reason I'm drinking is to wet my whistle mm because it's near me. I should have brought a bottle of of water or a cup of water. So we went to see, I told you this last month, John Mulaney. Yeah. And... Isn't he recovering alcohol? He's fresh out of rehab. Yeah, second time. Uh, I think it's like his third. Second or third. Or maybe more times. I don't know. Um, I've always found him to be a really, really entertaining comedian. Excuse me. Little did I know the reason he was so entertaining is because he was wasted wasted. all the time or on coke. Mm Because I guess he was, well, he admittedly said he was a big coke addict. Um, And so his his whole show uh, was really about rehab and his intervention and all of this and i gotta tell you and selfishly i was like this is becoming redundant redundant. and i was like wah 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 and while john mulaney is very witty and he's he's a smart guy and he's a good comedian um i was sadly disappointed in the show i was bored because it was just over and over again. But some of the things he talked about, which I thought were interesting, or even back in his old comedy, he would, he would do this bit about how he'd go to a party and they'd be like, because I know you don't drink. And they're like, here's some olive juice. Would that be good for you? Because oh I know you don't drink. And they're like winking at him. And he's like, you know, people don't know what to do yeah. with someone who doesn't drink. And we have friends who don't drink like you know they like root beer or whatever um it's one of those societal um taboos that you don't talk about why people don't drink because you don't want to upset them or make them feel uncomfortable some people just choose not to drink because they don't like the way they feel right or it makes them sick or whatever yeah uh some people don't drink because they're alcoholics and so it's like navigating those waters. Like I'm sitting here having a glass of wine 
doesn't bother me yeah. one bit. And that's like what I always think about with you when you come over and, you know, I don't know if it's selfishly or whatever, or just us being real with one another. I'm like, well, I'm having a glass of wine. I'm, I'm okay. I can do that. But sometimes I worry that it's like mocking you and holding it in your face like, oh, man, no. man, 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 you can't have this. Mm-mm. Like, is that a total a-hole move on my part to say, I'm going to drink in front of you mm-hmm. and deal with it? No, I would. If I, I don't ever want to come off like an a-hole for doing that. No, if I was, if I was t- triggered in any way, I would say we can't drink tonight. Yeah. Can we just hang out and have cocoa? Totally. And 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 you and would I'll say, is tea. everything okay? I say, I just can't drink. I can't have you drinking around me tonight. And, and you'd say, can we okay. talk? And and and, and I would probably it. say, can we talk about why? Because that's why I need to be with you. Yes. I need to be near you so we can discuss it. Yes. We're going to take a station identification. Okay. Pause. Okay. Sorry, I had to start a new recording because it was coming up on an hour. Oh my God. God, we talk a lot. We're going to have to edit out a lot of boring stuff. I usually don't edit out stuff. If people don't want to listen, then they fast forward if they want to. Right. They're inevitably going to miss something like you correcting. Something scintillating. You correcting my... Grammar. Grammar. <laughs> Sorry. I can't help it. It doesn't bother me. Um, my mother's probably listening at home and she'll be like, that's not a word, my TJ. My TJ did those things. TJ. My TJ would never do those things, but I guess he did. My favorite son. Oh, I have to have a talk with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I won't talk with him about that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, Susan, might, she might bring it out. I would be okay with She'd that. She'd give you those a little slap be for okay not being the there. Feet, right? Huh? Those plants are going to be okay by the fire, right? Oh, that one, yeah. That thing, I can't kill it. Well, now you said, now you did it. Oh, no, she's fine. That leaf is probably going to get a little crispy. It's already crispy. But no, that brown one's just because I think I forgot to water it for a while. Okay. It doesn't require a lot of care. In the beginning, I couldn't be... Well, well, when I quit drinking, I mean, we had a house full of beer and Mm -hmm. liquor and wine. Mm -hmm. And you didn't just have like a big throwout day where you threw it all down the drain and then threw the bottles out. No. It was very important for me that um, it's not like I needed to like, I could power through it. It wasn't about that. Because you're so macho. No, I'm, God, yeah, right. Throw a football, TJ. <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's not I'm going to have Steve teach Jonah how to throw a football. Jonah knows how to throw a football already. That kid can throw a spiral. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was never, it, it has never been about that. It's, I don't find it, um, when I see a bottle of wine or a bottle of beer, I don't find it You don't want to grab it and chug it? No. But Good. here's what's interesting. The other day I made... I don't even know what it was that I made, but it required red wine. Oh, I was going to say, can you cook with wine anymore? That's funny. Because it cooks the alcohol off. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you get the flavor, though. Correct. And I had to make something that required red wine. This was a week ago. Maybe two weeks ago. And um, I was having a particularly bad week. Yeah. Very emotional bad week. And I was damn determined to make this meal. And I'm like, it requires red wine. Maybe I shouldn't make this. And then I thought, no, I bought the ingredients for it and I'm craving it. What the fuck was it? Probably some chicken dish. With red wine? Sure. Mm. Did you make a, a like a pot roast? Yeah, pork. 
Pork roast? Yeah, pork. Okay. Um, uh, when I remember it, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. And um, I had a bottle of wine in the basement, a bottle of cheap red wine in the basement. It was a red blend from the studio. Mm-hmm. And I brought it upstairs. I told Dwayne this story yesterday. And I brought it upstairs. And I was getting ready to open it. And I'm like, I haven't opened up a bottle of wine. I'm good at this shit. I mean, I did it three times a day. And I went to go open it. And I thought, no, no, don't open this until you need to open it. Right. Interesting. Just, just leave it until you need to pour the wine because you can't pour it in right away. Right. You've got to cook the garlic. You've got to sear the pork. Deglaze you've got to the de- whole deglaze. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Just wait. And then I said, and here's the plan. When you need it, pour it in the measuring cup yep. and then turn on the faucet and pour the water, bo- remainder of the bottle of wine down the faucet immediately and then pour the wine in the pot as soon as you need to and then immediately rinse the cup out because I don't even want to smell it. I don't want to smell the wine and then put the lid on the pot immediately and then leave the kitchen. I didn't want I was in that delicate of a situation. Wow. I didn't want to smell it. I didn't want to see the cork. I didn't want to smell the bottle. I didn't want to have any scent of the red wine because red wine was my poison. That's what I drank three bottles of wine a night. Oh, I was thinking you drank white. For no, some white gave oh. me the well, spins. Terrible headache. White wine was All what gave me the ear thing. Oh, I the vertigo touch thingy? white wine. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah, that's right. Baby Jesus took white wine out of my life a few years ago. Thank God. I do remember that. Vertigo, bad, I bad, forgot. bad. And I had, so I had to, ha- I had to follow my proposed protocol mm-hmm. and I did a, to the T. So you didn't even let Dwayne have the bottle? He wasn't home. He wasn't even home. So I had to do that. No, because I knew, because for some reason I was particularly unsure of myself hmm. after two and, a, two and a quarter years. Yeah, but thank God you have the wherewithal to yes. know and I, that and about I yourself. Followed it. Jonah wasn't home. The boys were coming home from Michigan, uh-huh. and I wanted to have dinner ready when they got home. Well, that was It was nice. a Sunday. Yeah. And I knew, so, and I followed it to the T. And I put the bottle on the counter. I had the bottle opener there, and it was getting closer to me having to pour it in, and I even put the cork in and started to twist it in. And I was ready, and when it was time, I did exactly what I said I was going to do. And I even had a candle next to the bottle of wine, and I smelled it right away. I just did all of it, poured it down, threw it away, I followed my rules. I followed my rules and I was very proud of myself. Good so for you. I'm not very often triggered yeah. by it being around. Yeah. Um, I will say that today, before I came here, there is a case of, of like champagnes and wines and stuff in my basement. Mm-hmm. And I almost brought it to your house tonight. Oh my. But I didn't because I don't have to. No, but if you ever need to. Right, uh, but I like, um, you know, I can use it for other things if I needed to. I just take it as a gift to people. I or could do that. Housewarming. Right. I could do things like that or, if I needed to. You know, host, hostess gift. Mm-hmm. That's always nice. Right. So I left it there. Yeah. As long as you're not tempted to touch it, right? I'm not tempted to touch it. Yeah. Did that answer the question that you answered before in the last segment? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Are you ever triggered? And does that bother you? That doesn't bother me. So no. I think so. I mean, Dwayne will have, I mean, when we're in Michigan, Dwayne, Dwayne, he drinks regular beer in front of me all the time. And, um, you know, he had friends, he had friends come up a couple of weekends ago and the, 
Jonah and I went up last weekend alone, just Jonah and I, and his friend had left a bottle of really fancy sour beer, like a sour yeah. mash beer. Gross. And it was in the fridge still there. Well, I like a good sour beer. Liked <laughs> a good sour beer. And I discovered it when I opened the fridge to make mm -hmm. dinner. And I'm like, oof. And I poured it down the sink immediately. Yeah. Dwayne keeps a really good bottle of bourbon in the, ref in the china cabinet up in Michigan. Just don't go near it. I just don't look at it. I mean, I look at it, but I don't drink it. Bourbon? Ooh. I like bourbon. Oh. If there Sharon was something... Has, Sharon has turned me on to bourbon. But if there was something that I was going to mess up on, like if I was going to fuck up my sobriety mm -hmm. on something, mm -hmm. it would not be fucking gasoline bourbon. It's not gasoline. It's quite well, tasty. Well, can you imagine? Yeah, it would be terrible for you. <laughs> oh, my God. It wouldn't be that. Do you ever think in your life you'll ever be able to have a drink again? I could never. I, I don't know. Okay, so here, you know, here's one of the things. Like, right? that's one of those questions. Well, I don't, I couldn't, I can't say yes. I can't say no. I don't know. I could mess up, and everybody in my life has to be prepared for that. Mm -hmm. There could be a day where I can't say no anymore. And you know I just I'm going to hold your face it. in the toilet if you do that. <sighs> Not a joke. Now that I know, and now that I know everything that you did. <laughs> Well, they can't see my face right now, but everything you did, and now that I know, I will literally uh, hold your face in a dirty ass toilet, probably in a gas station. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I'm gonna make it real bad for you. I I don't know until you throw up and you say you don't want to drink I guess, ever again. I guess I mean, but I don't want you to say that in, until you know why I would have done it. Yeah, I know, but still, I'm gonna <laughs> hold your face in the toilet. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I can't. Especially if you're throwing up and then I just kind of dip you in a little disgusting. bit. I know. Right? I can't imagine that I would. <laughs> I know. Oh, God, that's gross. I see it the just black. just brought a little bit of a smile to my Chunks. Face. Sorry. On the inside of the. Yeah. I can't imagine that I would. I can't imagine that you would need to. And I can't imagine that I need to. I could imagine scenarios where it could be a reality. But I can't imagine why I would need to turn to that in right. order to feel better why would i want that could never make me feel better better i think it would make you feel worse yeah like if you wanted to feel worse for some reason the only reason why Which i could ever I imagine going that. back to it is if i would want to die well and that would be my question yeah but okay. i don't think i no i mean no no so but it's always like a question like because a lot of times, from what I understand, alcoholics think, oh, I can just have one. I can control myself. I can just have one. I couldn't. No one, I mean, no one in that situation probably can. I couldn't ever you know? just have one. I never could ever just have one. Yeah. No. No. What questions do you think I should be asking you? Do you know what questions you think I should ask? No. I mean... Is there something you want to tell me that you haven't told me yet? <laughs> Not one thing. Okay. I cheated on Dwayne with a woman. <laughs> I didn't. Oh my God, my eyes just blew out of my head. <laughs> what woman? Did I? What woman? I'm sorry. What woman would ever <laughs> look at you and be like, that is one Are manly you sure, honey? Of straight me. Yes, I'm ready. Yes, I'm, I'm ready. Really your boobies are pretty. Oh my God. 
that's the only part you like. <sighs> oh my God. That would be, sorry, mom, I hope you're not listening. That would be really funny. Do you think actually. she'd be just aghast? Horrified. No, she wouldn't. It's me. Horrified. Uh, horrified. I don't think there's any questions that I think you should ask. No, I mean. Well, that's why I'm, I'm like thinking in my brain, is there something I haven't asked? And I don't, I don't know. I think for our next go around, we're going to have to have like a topic. Why like not? A, like a legit topic. Yeah. Current events. I'm all about discussing Meghan Markle and Harry and Kate and Will, you know, totally enthralled. Pathetically. Well, we can do that on the next one. I really am sad that the Queen died. I mean, there was a couple of days there where I thought she was like, listen, Charlie. <laughs> You tell him I'm dead. I'm going to fucking hang out up here, okay? Going back to Scotland, and I'm going to ride my ponies, and nobody's going to know I'm around. Right. Yeah. I've got 40,000 acres up here. Mm -hmm. Hide me somewhere. Ain't no one going to see me. Right. You take over. Staff is sworn to secrecy. Yeah. I'm going to go chill with my horses. I'm done. Uh-huh. I'm 96. Yeah. Just tell him I died. I'm retired. <laughs> tell him I'm gone. And they put on her death certificate, old age. Old age. I don't think that's well, actually. She is the queen after all. Right. She could tell them to put on there whatever the fuck she wants. Right. I mean, it wasn't like they were <laughs> going to write syphilis. You know, like it wasn't going to happen. No, no. Sorry, Elizabeth. No. But anyway, I think that would be fun. Well, we should probably wrap this up because everybody's going to get bored and tune out. So. And then we don't have anything else really to talk about. Well, this has been interesting. Um, I will work on... I don't think there, I mean, I'll edit something, I suppose. I mean, it's just a lot of jib-jab. You wouldn't believe the listeners love that. Well, if they do, make notes and tell us. You can point out some of our... There's a phone number you can call people. ...issues, or lack thereofs. We don't have issues. Yeah. But this is interesting. It's been fun. It is fun. Remember when we did I that I didn't one? cry. Remember when we did that one radio show? Back when yep. we first started? Oh my God, that was so funny. I mean, we have... Had a lot of fun. We have voices for radio. Fun, interesting. We have faces for TV and voices for radio. <laughs> We've got both. Speak for yourself. I am burpy. No, that was a compliment. I know. We have faces for TV uh -huh. and voices for radio. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got both That's things going. That's why I said speak for yourself. You have I a know. face for TV. I don't feel like it. You were on TV. Remember when we did the Spanish Oh my TV? gosh, remember when we did the Spanish TV? You we did really it. We've really done I a lot on. of things. We have. I mean... How are we not famous? I'm shocked. We had a magazine article. We did. We had TV, radio. We did. What the heck? Podcast. Why are we not famous? I just asked that question. I'm seriously confused by this. <sighs> Listeners, let us know. Where's our big break? They're going to say, the reason you're not famous is because you two are boring AF. So. <laughs> now we're talking there like we're 18. <laughs> okay. I have one of those. Thank you. We'll catch you up with you guys later. Thanks for uh, Thanks listening. Thanks for listening. And, um, have a great week. Have a Stay strong. Stay strong. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'm so appreciative of your support. You taking the time to listen to my podcast means the world to me. Please feel free to leave me a rating or a comment on Spotify or Apple or any one of the platforms that I share my podcast on. I would be happy to read them on the air. If there's something you want me to hear or something you think I could do better, I want to hear that too. Thanks again for listening. 
Take care. Here at The Sober Gay Guy, I laugh, cry, and talk a lot with some of my friends about our journey to sobriety. But make no mistake, we are not a health group. If you or someone you know or love is in crisis, please seek the help you need. SAMHSA, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, is a free national helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. If you're a queer person in the Chicagoland area, the Center on Halsted is a safe space that can help you. They can be reached at 773-472-6469. You are not alone. We are all important. I wanted to take a minute to talk about Anchor. This podcast is sponsored by no one, but made possible by Anchor, a Spotify company. Anchor is a free podcast building platform that teaches you to create, distribute, and monetize your podcast for free. Anchor has built-in recording, uploading, and editing tools so that you can easily publish your episodes and then distribute your new podcast to the most popular podcast listening apps with the push of a button. Anchor believes everyone's stories can and should be heard, so they're giving creators around the world, from first-time podcasters like me to pros, a wonderful, powerful platform to share their voices. So, if you're considering starting a podcast, check out Anchor. Anchor.